BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Thursday. Thursday. That's right. Latter half of the week. Congratulations. Hey, Jax. Jax. How are you? I'm good, Claudia. Is there a reason for your somber tone in asking me? Should I not be well? It's not a somberity. It is a genuine curiosity. Thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. Mostly because I know that tonight my turdy will be less than a mile apart. I'll be in your arms. You will be. And that brings me... comfort solace joy and this is our last show of the week so it feels like the week is you know slowly winding down we have a very busy day tomorrow but it will be different than all other days like why is tomorrow different from all other tomorrows I have such a busy 36 hours I am going to an event tonight then heading straight to the airport flying to my family tomorrow there is no show Jack and I have a busy day and then we're going to celebrate Ben's birthday and then it's Passover. It's just like kind of crazy. It's like meetings, 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 birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. For me today, it's Pesach, podcast, podcast, Pesach, podcast. Pesach. And today after the show, I am sitting down with Ben Soffer, celebrity. I kind of want to give him the, I feel like we've been talking a lot about him. We've been on talking the show. a lot of crap. And I, I'm going to give him a platform to offer a rebuttal. It'll be our Patreon episode, our last one of the month. That'll go up tomorrow. So if you're de- in desperate need of a Friday episode, you'll have one on Patreon. And it'll be a video and audio kind of expose, if you will, with Ben Soffer Celebrity, also known as Bean Soffer Celebrity. Yes, it will be eye-opening I think but I also think it will be eye-opening in that we might get some context around some of this behavior of his and maybe what's what's really going on yeah and maybe we'll I don't know see him in a different light and be able to make sense of some of these things that he's been doing I don't know what context could make it okay to leave an open can of jar of beans in the cupboard for a week but you never know what was going through Ben's mind did anybody what, ask? How's Ben doing? What's Ben thinking? What was Ben going through? Right. So amongst other things, that will be a big topic of conversation for you and Ben. Obviously, him being Ben for celebrity. Yeah. And by the way, I do want to update everyone because I think it's important to highlight the good when you're also highlighting the bad. This morning, me and Ben are both leaving tonight for Florida um, at 9 a.m. Our flight is until 9 p.m., literally. He said... He walks into the bedroom. He said, you know what? Maybe I should pack now so I don't get overwhelmed later. Is he okay? I know. I was like, yes. I said, yes. That's very good. That is, you should pack now that is so you good. don't get overwhelmed later. It's a little too good. Suspicious. I know. I mean, I packed yesterday, but my bar, like I'm so up here with preparedness organization. You can't compare to me. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. So are you saying that we're making strides? I think some of the public shame is working. The public honestly. flogging. Shame. Shame. Us, you know, virtually throwing shit at him. I'm excited for your episode. I'm excited to hear from him. Also, like spritz updates, Ben updates, life updates. Yeah, it'll be all of that. But I do think we'll spend a good chunk of time giving him the, the floor to defend himself. Yeah, because there's been a lot slung at him. A lot to defend. Yeah, his behavior is defenseless, but sure. 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 It's also his birthday coming up, so maybe a tabula rasa for this new year of yeah. his. 
tabula rasa. Um, so it's a great Thursday. It's the latter half of the week. We're so close to the weekend. Congrats, everyone. Um, we've got a great show for you guys today. Period. You mean it? How can you be so certain, turd? If you speak it, it will be. Yeah, plus we've never not had a great show. Even like, there are obviously some that are better than others, but we've never had a bad show. No, we've never really had a bad show. We've had a couple like good shows. Sometimes after we've been like podcasting without a day off or a a mini vacation, like it gets a little... Monotonous? Yes, but it's still a good show. I do think It's a jolly good show. I feel as the purveyor of the stories today I can say it's going to be a great show because we have some really interesting stories today dynamic dynamic die dynamic die dynamic die dynamic 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 Jackie that's beautiful thank you turtaloo um what did I want to update everyone one yesterday oh we watched Vanderpump Rules so we do have a tv recap yep not like a ton to discuss it wasn't no I pushed myself to stay up for it so that we could recap it today yeah welcome yeah. and it was a nothing of an episode which I'm kind of grateful for because I didn't have the energy to get all fired up uh, so true like the the like two weeks ago when we had the car scene like in the galaxy lights like I was getting fired up I had to like parse all my emotions like comb through the narratives to see how I truly felt about it but last night there's there's no hot takes or anything it was just gearing up for Sheener's wedding and the big cliffhanger you know about a scene <gasps> that we didn't even see I'm, I'm the cliff oh my gosh I'm shook I'm dangling off of it oh help so we will do a TV recap of Vanderpump Rules, and we're just going to have, like I said, a jolly good show. We shall. I think we should jump right in without further dilly-dallying. One thing about me is like, I'm a girl who's up for anything. Like, I'm down. You want to dilly-dally? Sure. You want to dive in? Let's dive. You want to talk get about Arby's? You want to talk about gyros? Sure. Not Arby's, like commenting on our Instagram Did yesterday. They? What did they say? The thing, the thing is... And what I love about our job is like, there's so many toasters in high places. Like, I know that there is a toaster responsible who just selected my special for Delta. Like, a lot of people thought that was like a big partnership with Delta. No, literally, I know there's a toaster who's head of programming. And she's like, oh, this looks good. Let me throw Claudia a bone. Love you, girl. Send me a message. I have another special coming out soon. Um, and there are so many toasters who are social media managers. Like, I'm pretty, like, the social media manager, it's I think, a for Red job. Bull. It's such a toasty job because it obviously requires like a wide knowledge of culture, social media, you know, what's going on in the world. So maybe on today's podcast, Instagram announcement, all the social media managers for the different brands comment from the brand accounts. Like I want to see every single brand that is run by a toaster. Yeah. Well, you won't see every single one because some of them can't comment. It's like not brand safe. Hulu. Hulu. But you'll see a good amount, I hope. Because we've got friends in high places. We do. You know what's so funny about that song? Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm going to say? Something about country strong. Yes. So it's like this OG classic. Every country music fan in the world knows that song. And we're like big country music fans. And I only know that song because Leighton Meester covered it in Country Strong. Yeah, me too. Because I don't know other Garth songs really. Well, I know Baton Rouge. And like after Leighton Meester introduced me to that song, then I, you know, went down to Garth. But, but no, Garth you isn't on even. Spotify. You couldn't even because when the movie came out, Garth isn't on Spotify. Garth isn't on uh, iTunes. So how were you to go down a rabbit hole? That's why it's the only Garth song I know. Right. That like scene where, you know, Leighton Meester is trying to cover a song on stage, but she gets like stage fright. And then Garrett Hedlund comes in from the back. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots is probably one of the greatest cinematic achievements of our time. Not to be dramatic. No lies being told. It is good. I mean, the movie as a whole is wonderful. If you haven't seen it, it's it's part of um, required toast programming. It is required programming. That and She's the Man and Sleepover. Because we talk about them all the time. There are some movies that like if you want to understand this show, you have to do your homework and educate yourself. Sleepover really is one of them. Country Strong is another. Julie? Julie Corky? No, you guys. If you haven't watched Sleepover, like actually I never say this. Turn off the toast. Go watch Sleepover. 
come back and resume with fresh eyes. Literally. I'd say another one is morning glory. Agreed. And of course, there are the big ones, you know, that, but we know you've seen them. That's, these are Clueless, the ones. Mean yeah, Girls, These Legally are the Blonde. ones that we're worried you have not seen. They're a little bit more niche. Yeah, but they're so germane to this yeah. show and, and our personalities. Like, we would not be the people that we are. This would not be the show that it is without these movies. It's so true. Because we're kind of like film buffs. Like, obviously, we like the mainstream, but we like also indie, more, you know, less known no, films. We like, you know, just films that weren't popular, but yeah, should so have true. been. That's really what it is. I don't know that they were indie. I just think that they were flops. Undeservedly so. No, I actually don't think, I don't think Sleepover and She's the Man are considered flops. No, I'm not talking about She's the Man. But Morning I, Glory, Morning definitely. Glory is not as successful as it should have been. I would say Country Strong is not as yes. big as it should have been. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I often think, like, if I ever got the opportunity to interview, like, Harrison Ford, you know, anyone would want to ask him about Indiana Jones, his illustrious career. I would say... Tell me about your experience filming Morning Glory. From start to when the script was thrown across your desk mm -hmm. to the cast rap party. Just go through. Tell me all about it. And then I'm going to tell you what that film means to me. And you're going to listen, Harry. Yeah. Harry. Oh my Harry. God. Not me putting together that Harry and Harrison Ford have the same name. Yeah. He was named after him. He's a good man to be named he, after. No, he was like a good, when I was choosing the name Harrison, like he was a Harrison who I felt really good about being in the same pool pool as my son. Yeah. Like, That's fair. He, I was like, oh, that it's a strong name if it's Harrison Ford. He's a strong male lead. Mm -hmm. He's handsome. He's a stand-up guy. Good role model. He's timeless. Timeless. You're timeless to me. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> What's that from? Wait, let me think. Let me think. Hi. You're timeless to me. I have no idea. Ted, that intro song. Ted is on the list. And even yes, though it's, Ted is on the list. It's so popular. I don't think it's as popular as it should be. I completely agree. And that, I think, is the impetus behind a lot of our favorite movies. Like, they're so good and we just feel so strongly about them that they should be as good as we want them to be. Yeah, like, Ted should be, like, as big as The Hangover. I agree. Like, comedy legend. Legend. Like, playing on e-movies we love all the time. I recently watched Ted on the on uh, United. They had it. And it was such a delight. He is a delight, that Ted. He's so cute. And you know, one of my favorite stories. Is that Claudia has met Ted, the inanimate object, and Ted, the man oh. who voices him and wrote him. That's true. Yes, I forgot the latter part because I think the former is more interesting. I have physically held Ted, like the, the Ted that was used. from the movie. That was used, like, for the CGI. Yeah. Was it different That's, than other teddy bears? I never asked. Like, was it just a teddy bear? No, no. Was there things inside of him? No, no. I mean, I guess in terms of his chemical makeup, yes, it was the same as no, a teddy like, bear. No, if, like, if that bear were, like, sitting in Harry's room, would I notice there's anything different about it? Definitely. The, the bear had a spirit. No, a charisma. aside from the intangible. No, 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 no. Oh, it's the same. It's a fucking it's a stuffed bear. animal. It's a bear. Yeah, it's, like, really it's stuffed. It's a Sebastian Bear McClard. It's really stuffed because, like, the bear can technically, like, stand on its own. Oh. You got to steal it. I completely agree. And, like, when my, my – actually, it's in my, my friend's house. And when he showed it to me, I was, like, guffawed. And I don't think if he really showed anyone, they would have given a shit. And I keep expecting, like, on my birthday for it to be given to me as a gift. Like, I don't think it means that much to him. Like, it means a lot to me. It, oh, my God. That would be too cool. Too cool. Too cool. To yeah, I'm too cool to know you. Yeah. Keep dreaming, Turdy Lou, but I would love that for you too. And would you say like Ted is bigger than the average bear? Yeah. Like taller. Everything. Because he was but kind not of, huge. He's kind of the size of a child. Yes. Smaller. Yeah, a small child. Smaller than Harry. But Harry's big. I don't know. I have I have to do the math. Yeah. So that's just like an interesting fact about me that I haven't brought up in like a couple of months. So let me just remind you all. <laughs> she hasn't brought up in three to four months. Literally. And then you met the man behind Ted, the genius. I did. I did. Lovely fella. Lovely fella. I actually went to his birthday party. If you read my book, you would know that. Yeah. Um, it was like, a, it's a whole story. I won't spoil it because it's in my book. But um, And because we've, we've heard it. I went as a plus one with my friend Cade, who is the owner of the bear. 
That's the connection. Got it. Yeah. So you're just surrounded by Ted Herstory. It's like, it's very much like, you know, Claudia Ashray celebrity. Claudia Ashray celebrity in her circle of Teddies. It's really like Claudia Ashray celebrity adjacent. Let's be real. Celebrity plus one hanger honor. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. Still counts. Whatever, that's like not an important part of the story, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like a pertinent fact. Let's go back to the part where you are in the center of things. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You were there. You right. touched Ted. They let you touch right. him, right? Of course I did. I picked him up. Oh. And I was like holding, like I was giving as much care and attention like as when I pick up Harry. Like, it's really like, of this course, is. Of course, a precious being. A precious being. That's beautiful. Steal it next time for Harry. What kind of aunt are you? Uh, for Harry. For Harry. For me. Well, I guess we did dally, dilly dally instead of dive in. So. We did after all. Now we're going to dive in because I want to get into this fast five stories that you need to know today. And I don't say that lightly. You guys know I actually never say it. So you need to know. The fast five stories that you need to know, and she doesn't say that lightly, you actually do need to know, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want, what we need, or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. And BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. That's the best part of BetterHelp. You know, your life doesn't have to stop. If you travel, you're busy, you can make time for BetterHelp. You can make time for therapy because BetterHelp is with you wherever you go. It's on your phone. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online and it's designed to be really convenient, really flexible and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists for any time for no additional charge. So the best part of BetterHelp is whenever you're in need of someone to talk to, it is right on your phone. You can chat text, video call, regular call, so many different ways. It's so accessible and it gets rid of a lot of like the awkward social interactions that are involved with therapy. Like, I don't know, leaving your house, being in a waiting room, like having to sit across from someone in person, it can be like kind of awkward. I think doing it online for me at least feels like a way, like a better, more freeing situation. Like I feel like I can probably be a little bit more honest. Um, so discover your potential today with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash toast, betterhelp.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jacqueline. Okay. Our first story in like kind of no order of importance, just like up and down, up and down. In no particular order. And I'm just going to say, Ruthie, if you're listening, you might want to just skip ahead right now. Okay. Jonah Hill's girlfriend, Olivia Millar, unveils a pregnancy bump and sparks oh. engagement rumors by wearing a diamond ring on her engagement ring finger. So, oh. engaged. It appears as though congratulations are in order for two-time Oscar nominee Jonah Hill and his girlfriend, Olivia Millar. On Monday, the actor's latest love interest seemed to be showing a noticeable baby bump from while shopping at the Real Real and Burrow in Santa Monica. Okay, not this feels far, sponsored. Not far from his $6.7 million three-bedroom Southern Colonial home, which we did do a full analysis on. Yes. And all the rooms that Ruthie would have really, truly adored. Um, Jonah and Olivia also are sparking engagement rumors as she was rocking a large square-cut diamond ring on her left ring finger while she was looking pregnant doing errands. So Jonah Hill is expecting, and he's unfianced. So, you know... This is nice. You know, I'd love to see somebody settling down, having children. It's beautiful. Of course, the mind wanders to, you know, how many children would Ruthie have had for Jonah right now? And right by now, it would have been. At least three. I I think so. It could have been at least three. Also, we like to report on Jonah's new girlfriends every time there is a new one. And not to like girlfriend shame him because I think he's just been like in his process of trying to find love. But like, he's had a lot of girlfriends recently and like he kind of has like a fetish with normies. Don't you find? Normies. Yes. Okay. So it was my understanding that he was still with that girl. I think she was like a nurse, like regular girl, Sarah. No. Yeah. There was a Sarah, but there was also uh, Brooke Glazer, Erin Galpern, Isabel McNally, and of course, Gianna Santos. Gianna, not Gemma. Yeah, I knew it was like an Italian. Gianna is the most memorable one. I forget why. I think that was the one that cut the deepest. But then he, remember he took that picture with that blonde girl and he was like the happiest he'd ever been in his whole life. Sarah Brady. 
That was the She's one. She's a surfer. She's a surfer. Yes, that was like the one. After Gianna. So you're right. And, a, he, and after Ruthie. Such a good call. He has a fetish for normies. Like he's actually, I don't think, ever dated somebody in the spotlight or somebody no. in the industry. And even though this is what we advocate for all yeah. the time, like people should, celebrities should be with people outside of the industry. Like it's just, I think, bodes better, better for a relationship. It's really healthy. There's something like weird about this. Yeah, no, it's like, what are you running from, Jonah? <laughs> so I'm happy though that it seems to be like, it's this normie. Yeah. This time. Right, but what separates this normie from all the other normies? Why now? Why this normie? Exactly. But it is this normie, so congratulations are definitely in order. And even though I'd rather see Ruthie up there shaking, shaking that, that ring, thing. yeah, um, I'm going to accept this. And I'm I'd rather never see Ruthie s- out there shaking that rang. <laughs> That's what I said. And I'm never going to uh-huh. stop fighting for justice for Ruthie. Like, I'm not because it was such an unjust thing that happened to her i'm never gonna stop fighting for ruthie's rights <laughs> and by the way if you're new here which we are feel like we have so many new toasters and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about just ask a toaster i can't get into it right now it's honestly too emotionally scarring and we've explained it on like so many episodes but it's that's also a really important like thing you need to know a if piece you're of be toast a history all right let's just dive in okay oh to, to the story to ruthie Okay, yeah, to Ruthie. I'll do the abridged version Wait, if I may. you'll do the abridged version. Okay, but I will add color. Okay, so Ruthie was a toaster. We're not sure if she's still a toaster, but this was back, I want to say, around 2018. That feels right. And what you need to know about toast culture in 2018 is that we have never been more toxic. Like, we had the Not most- Claudia and I. Not Claudia no, and I. No, no. We've always we just been had, these girls. We just had a fan base that, like- I don't know what it was about us that attracted like the most mentally ill people to our podcast. <laughs> like we had the like just a really toxic like like fan base. Honestly, I don't know what it was. I think a, a lot of it had to do with this Facebook group that we started with, you know, positive intentions just to like have a community for all of our listeners to come and talk about pop culture, get advice. Like really, it was just for anything. Um, and very slowly, I think it was a lot to do with the culture of Facebook and like who that attracts. Um, and just like the Facebook group in general, just like group group culture group culture was toxic Mm -hmm. so that it's just important that you know like we don't really have listeners like that anymore like listeners our listeners now are so you know healthy and balanced and and they're doing really well and I (laughs) I'm so actually so glad that was a really conscious choice Jackie and I made we were like we have to get out of this like what are we doing that's attracting these type of people like we can't so we really made like a pivot in the last couple of years. And I feel like we've gotten to such a good place and I'm yeah. so grateful. But so just so you know, like what it is now is not what it was during the Ruthie years. Okay. And I'm not, by the way, Ruthie was not one no, of the bad Ruthie ones. She was is, not a bad egg. Ruthie is the victim here. Okay. So I just like, you needed to know like the color. Yeah. Thank you for that backstory. So it's about 2018. The Facebook groups for the morning toast were popping off toasters. You know, if you had a celebrity spotting, you would share it in the group. Like it was really the group was a cool place to go for yeah. celeb news. People would comment on celeb news. So Ruthie was a toaster and she actually had an IRL quick like meet cute encounter with Jonah Hill. And, from, and now that we know he loves normies, it's not shocking. None of this is shocking. And from there, she DM'd him and was like, oh, I just ran into you on, on Bleaker, so, on Bleaker, whatever it was. And he responded to her like he rec- he remembered from two seconds ago when he bumped into her and he saw her DM and he responded. And so she was so excited and also like unsure of what to do and how to handle it that she took it to the Facebook group being like, oh my God, you guys, I ran into Jonah Hill and I messaged him and now we're DMing. Like, what do I say? What do she I do? She was not sharing it in a nefarious way. She really came to what she thought was a sisterhood. A safe place. For guidance. And it was not a safe space for Ruthie because while some people were so excited to help, help Ruthie and we were all really invested on Ruthie and Jonah's journey and like their love story really there always has to be someone who ruins everything for everyone and why we can't have nice things and yep. why we can't have Ruthie and Jonah and one and this, toaster this is why this is you know us re- referencing the aforementioned unwell toasters one toaster screenshotted Ruthie's posts in the Facebook group DM them to them to Jonah Hill and said, by the way, this girl that you're talking to is sharing everything in a Facebook group. Here you go. 
And Jonah was done in that moment. Like and Jonah, he shut down completely. He shut down. He wrote Ruthie off. He just like assumed she was sharing, you know, in a nefarious way. It's, it, but it was as if she was sharing with like a group chat, you know. But but that's kind of the what, what the problem was with the group. It's like on the one hand, oh, that's so nice. You feel like it's your group chat, but you have to remember, like, you don't know these people and who they're like who lurkers who lurks in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So so Jonah is <laughs> done with Ruthie. All of their promise, their future, vanquished. And we've just been left kind of holding the bag all these years. And we never heard from Ruthie. I think she was no. so scarred. I wouldn't Ruthie be surprised entered, if she stopped listening. Ruthie entered the witness protection program. I wouldn't be surprised if she stopped listening because honestly, like it was our community that did her wrong. And if she holds it against us, against us, honestly, I can't blame her. No, me neither. But it's hard for us now to just like report on the comings and goings of Jonah Hill, like knowing what we know and knowing what could have been. Like Ruthie was this girl. She was Ruthie was the one for him. And it's clear that in all these years, he's been trying to replace the hole that Ruthie, that Ruthie sized hole in his heart. He's been chasing something that he can't get without Ruthie. No, but I think that he's got it now. I hope so. I'm really happy for him. And a girl named Olivia is always a fabulous girl. I never met like an ugly loser named Olivia. Olivia's are always just fabulous. I live for you. I long for you, no. Olivia. I can't talk about how upset I am, but like I'm actually in the, in a family with somebody named Olivia. So like it's entirely possible my name maybe could have been Olivia. Like maybe, you know, for Olivia, they ended up going with something else. And then like, oh, when I was born, oh, maybe we'll use that name. We liked Olivia. The way that there are so many songs named Olivia, I could vomit, especially by people that I adore. One Direction. I live for you. I long for you, Olivia. Hey. Hey, uh, John Mayer, I'm thinking something like Olivia could keep me through the night. Or like if I could have been named Caroline. Oh, oh, Caroline. There's just like no songs about Claudia. Singing Claudia. It's Gloria. Claudia. Claudia. And by the way, that song is sung by a I woman. I think I got you. <laughs> like I don't want that. Like I want and a big so hot man. you. I'm thinking something like Claudia could keep. And then like I go to John Mayer concerts. It's the same amount of syllables and it rhymes the same. So why can it be? No, it's not. I for you. I love for you, my Claudia. My Claudia. It's not because it's. Olivia's four syllables. Which you don't think about. That it's such a short. Claudia. Three and four. It's a short looking name, Olivia, but it has four syllables. Even my name, Jacqueline, is only three syllables. Right. And I think that's why it's so good for songwriting. Like the syllabic, you know, pentameter works with it I love the syllabic pentameter <laughs> no it makes me so upset and I feel like ugh, I've been to so many John Mayer concerts where he actually sings something like Olivia and all I'm thinking about is my fucking sister like I should be thinking about me at least Olivia is a person that you love and not like yeah. some horrible my nemesis wench, and she got all the songs yeah that's true you know at least it's not I'm gonna start <laughs> I'm not going to say this person's name. Okay. Um, even though the toasters would have no idea who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Who's my nemesis? Uh, the name starts with an F. F? You got to go back. Yes. <laughs> yes, my middle school nemesis. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least I'm not confronted daily. Yeah. In music, where it's supposed to be like a place of solace, I'm confronted by a nemesis. That's true. A name that's triggering. It could always be worse, Turdy Lou, and it's important to remember that. Perspective is everything. But you know who it couldn't be worse for today? Ruthie. True. Ruthie, I don't know where you are if you're hearing this, but if you are, just know we stand with you. We're here for you, and you'll get through this. And your story lives on with us. Your story lives on with us. Someone needs to write a song about Ruthie. It's such a cute and, name, by the way. And also about this story. Like, because I feel like the story has been memorialized because we never stopped telling it. And Jonah Hill, like, literally can't fart without us bringing up Ruthie. Oh, Jonah Hill has a new movie. Has Ruthie seen it? What is Ruthie? You know what's think? weird? I was just thinking, like, about other songs that, like, have names, like, written by, like, hot men. And so, actually, One Direction has another one. It's kind of a weird na- name. What is Diana, it? let me be, be the, the one, one to... to- like uh, Diana's like kind of like a like an older name, but they're British and it's a big name. Oh, true, princess. Yeah. So why so don't true. you like step outside the boundaries of your own culture? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about me, I fucking love being an American. Like America. one thing about me, 
when I travel abroad, I'm even more certain like I was put on this earth to live in America. To be an American. Like I say this every time I come back, like Diet Coke, air conditioning, portions, luxuries that we take advantage, we take for granted here in this country. There's another song for you. I want to be in America. Literally, by the way, literally. Literally. No, born in the USA. That's me. Yeah, that is you. But I just don't feel like it speaks to your love of like residing in the USA. Yeah, but that's why, honestly, I probably love country because country is all about like land and freedom. Yeah. This land is your land. This land is my land. You know who has the most beautiful rendition of that song? You're not going to. Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt. Yeah, he does. You're going to have to like forgive him. I want to forgive him (laughs) and I want to forget him. Like you're going to have to bury the acts that you have with Sam Hunt because he's literally so talented. He puts out amazing songs and you're missing out. But that's a problem for another day. Let's let's move on to story number two. One thing at a time. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Which is some serious news because M. Rada's ex, Sebastian Bear McClard, has been accused of sexual misconduct in a very large way. So Sebastian Bear McClard is being accused of sexual misconduct and inappropriate behavior with teen girls in an explosive new report. A young woman who is now 24 claimed in an expose published by Variety on Wednesday that the film producer reached out to her when she was just 17 years old via Instagram. They then allegedly met up at a loft in New York City and the meeting resulted in a small role in his film, Good Time. The unidentified woman said when she arrived on set, she expected to film with the movie's star, Robert Pattinson, but instead she shot a scene in the nude with an actor who had recently been released from prison. (gasps) In a statement obtained by Variety, the then-teen felt utterly stunned and terrified. She said, my distress only worsened when out of nowhere an actor whispered in my ear if he could stick it in while the cameras rolled. I said no. Shortly after the filming incident, the young woman allegedly began having sex with Sebastian per Variety's report, and they allegedly continued a consensual relationship for two years, I believe. The legal age of consent in in New York is 17, and she was 17. Um, Aside from that woman's account, another unnamed individual claims she met the New York-based filmmaker when she was 18, and he allegedly began, quote, grooming her on Instagram by making career promises. She claims Sebastian and I started kissing, things escalated, and then without asking for my consent, Sebastian inserted himself inside me without using a condom. (gasps) The woman also alleged other disturbing behavior, including claims that he called her the R word and the K word. Oh, yep. And would the K word, the Jewish one. Yeah. Oh my God. And would track her through an app on her phone. He also, this woman also alleged that she once found Sebastian messaging a 15 year old girl. (gasps) And when confronted, he allegedly appeared pleased with himself and laughed at the comment. He did not deny any accusations. The second woman's alleged involvement with Sebastian reportedly took place while he was already married to Emrata. Also, um, so he was a producer on Uncut Gems because he was working with the Safdie brothers. I always thought Mm -hmm. like he was unemployed and I didn't know that any work that he did was of note whatsoever. Um, But they they cut ties with him there. So they released a statement through a spokesperson and said the Alara team were made aware of Sebastian McClard's behavior in July 2022. They took immediate action and terminated him. So they had recently found out about this. I think mm-hmm. there's like lawsuit ongoing, obviously between Emrat and Sebastian about like their divorce, but also between Sebastian and the Safdie brothers, A24, like these production companies. And yeah. so all of this is now coming to light. I mean, I, it's always the producers, Randall Emmett. It's like these talentless hacks. Being a producer is like a fake job. It's not, you're not a director. You don't have like a cinematic eye. You're just like a producer. You're like, you're a people connector. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a job for grifters, honestly. Yeah. And it's always these like slimy, disgusting, talentless hacks who do shit like this. This is fucking disgusting. I literally hate this man. And what, what the, f- like, ew. Yeah, I hate him. He's been like, I've never heard a really good, uh, any good thing about him. Even when they were together, it was like he wasn't paying his rent or something. He was like yeah. squatting in his apartment. That was both of them. Like they were trying to make a political statement about like rent. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, and 
pay your bills. <laughs> like you pay your bills. Uh, then it's like he cheated on Emrata while they were married. And now it's like he's grooming 17, 18, 15, 15. year old girls, abusing his power, having like unsigned, uh, like un, like the 17 year old girl who appeared in that this short film. And by the way, her scene was cut. Like he found her on Instagram. Oh. So she doesn't know how the industry works and in that like of she course. doesn't have to film a nude scene you know, or do anything that would make her uncomfortable. And she doesn't have an agent or anyone there representing right. her. So he's like taking advantage of a vulnerable young people. Um, and it, he's fucking disgusting. So he's fucking now we know. disgusting. Yeah. Oh my God. Ew. Ew. I lit like, I hate this man. Mm -hmm. Hate. <sighs> so that's what's going on with him. And Bye. what's been going on. Bye. Are you ready for our next story, which is some much-needed lighter fare? Thank you. Baby Shark's big movie casting has been announced. <gasps> I didn't know they were making a Baby Shark movie. Wow, that's going to be a billion-dollar franchise. So they're making a Baby Shark movie. It's called Baby Shark's Big Movie. And it's important to oh. know that Baby Shark is already a series on Paramount+, Plus, which I okay. didn't know. So they already have, like, series regulars who play Baby Shark and Baby Shark's best friend, and Mommy Shark, Daddy Shark, Grandma Shark. But they got to throw some celebs in there. Of course. So those people from Paramount Plus will be keeping their roles. But some big names have been signed. Ashley Tisdale, Aparna Nanchurla, Ego Nwodam, Chloe Feynman, and Hypen and Lance Bass will all lend their voices to the first ever feature-length original animated movie based on the preschool hit. The movie will follow Baby Shark and his family as they move to Chomp City, the big city oh, of sharks. So cute. Not only will Baby Shark be forced to adjust to life without his best friend William nearby, but he'll also encounter an evil pop starfish who plans to steal his gift of song in order to dominate all underwater music. Baby Shark has to embark on a mission to break her spell to restore harmony to the seas. So who's the manipulative rising pop star? Ashley Tisdale, Stariana. Oh my God, she literally is being put in a box again. Like Sharpay she's... underwater. Oh, I actually watched High School Musical yesterday, one and three. I heard. I was so in the mood, like for just good fucking music. Mm, I hear you. And that's exactly what I got. That third movie is unreal. They, oh, who gave them God. permission to go so fucking hard? To go so hard, so deep. It was so well done. So big budget. That opening scene where they're playing the basketball game and they're like losing and then they go to the halftime and, and then like, they sing. Try. Try. <laughs> right now I can hardly breathe. Oh, you can do it. Just know that I believe. And he is like so handsome there and she is so beautiful. Like they really like are coming into their own. It's so good. And honestly, I will never not watch that final scene and cry. I want the rest of my life to feel just like a high school musical. Also, like, Zach and Vanessa are peak gorgeousness. In love. Their peak relationship in love. Like, the movie, it's, it feels like they're not even acting. You know, and and it's like all the problems we had in the first and second movie, like the first being, you know, the status quo, the second being Sharpay, all those problems dissolve. It's like everyone's friends, Sharpay and Zeke, the baker are getting along. It's like all the groups have melted. There's no status quo problem. Sharpay is no longer like the villain to Troy and Gabriella. And they're just trying to figure out their lives. It's kind of like a relaxing film. almost. It is. But then it's you makes you realize like the big life questions that can get in the way of high yeah. school romance basketball or drama and it kind of makes you miss the dumb shit we used to fight about the sim <coughs> the simplicity of life yeah yeah it's really stunning and i hope that baby shark uh it can follow in their lead in some way big shoes to fill i will say though i feel like for these big blockbuster animated films you need like a big name and i don't oh, yes. see like a also, big name sorry, the big name here is that uh Someone who guest starred on the Paramount Plus series will also be guest starring in the movie, and that is Cardi B and Offset. Oh, um, okay. Who are returning to reprise their characters, Sharky B and Off Shark, along with oh, their cute. two kids who voiced oh. uh, two characters on the 
Well, one of them voiced a character on the show and then the younger one will get a role in the movie. So cute. Yeah, you need like a big name and then like a bunch of like, you know, B-listers, which it sounded like. But the big name here is Baby Shark. Like Baby Shark is the name on everyone's lips. Baby Shark is the song on everyone's lips. So true. Baby Shark. Well, are you, is Harry going to see it? Is Harry into Baby Shark? Not yet. But Kayla is. Uh, Yeah, she is. So she'll be seeing his big movie. Maybe Auntie Koya could take her. I would literally love nothing more than to take Michaela to a movie. Though I'm sure it'll be on at Paramount Plus, so you could just stream it. Oh, but then we don't get to get popcorn and M&Ms. I'll make it for you. I make a nice popcorn. Okay. Cute. Cute. Are you ready for our next story? No. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Bowl and Branch? It is. Because you're not going to be able to sleep after hearing this. You're going to need Bowl and Branch. Wake up feeling rested and refreshed with the softest, most luxurious sheets from Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch is the bedding expert, making the highest quality sheets with incredible craftsmanship. You know, I wanted to share a personal anecdote that happened to me this week. I got a text from my friend Hadley, who's a big toaster, and she was like, you know what? I finally did it. I used Code Toast at Bowl and Branch. Like, I needed a bed refresh. And she said, life equals changed. That's what we do here. We change lives. It's so nice when the work that we do, like we get to see it come to fruition. You know, I feel like people just use the code and we never hear from them because they're sleeping so good, you know? Yeah. But thanks, Hadley, for reminding me why we do what we do. Abby could never. Abby could never. The signature hem sheets from Bowl and Branch are their best sellers for a reason. Because Bowl and Branch uses the highest quality 100% organic cotton threads on earth. Each set is slow made for a super superior softness and a better night's sleep. They feel buttery to the touch. They are super breathable and they are perfect for both cooler and warmer weather. They're loved by millions of sleepers. Their signature sheets come in 10 different colors and sizes from twin bed up to California King. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers and they're made without toxins. So they're free from synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals. Sleep better at night with Bowl and Branch sheets. Starting now, you can get early access to their spring sale and use code TOAST for 20% off today at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. Exclusions apply. See site for details. bowlandbranch.com, promo code TOAST. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. Our next story, there's a bit of a mystery afoot at the U.S. Treasury. A mystery afoot at the U.S. Treasury. So the U.S. Treasury has revealed that it received a $7 billion tax payment in estate and gift receipts, which would mean that an American billionaire, one of the richest people in America, has passed away without anyone noticing. (gasps) Yeah, it would mean that someone with a fortune of up to $35 billion has passed away. Because there's a few ways that a gift like this could wind up in the Treasury. And some economist has debunked them all and come up with the fact that some billionaire in the world's richest Mm -hmm. has passed away. Well, not worlds, just America. Sorry, America. Well, it actually, it could be a a non-U.S. citizen who had to pay U.S. taxes. But the best working theory is that it was an American billionaire who passed away. $7 billion in estate taxes went to the U.S. Treasury. And we don't know who it is. So we are looking for a billionaire who has about what? Uh, $35 billion. Okay. Yeah, based on, you know, if they were into, uh, if they used all the tax laws to their advantage, if they didn't, right. it would have been someone worth $17.5 billion. No, no, billionaires know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Yeah. They're not giving that shit away. Okay. All right, here's a good candidate. Well, not good candidate. Hopefully he's alive, but... Len Blavatnik and Steven Schwartzman, <laughs> they are worth $36 billion and they made their money from music and chemicals. They were born in Ukraine, but he made a fortune selling his stake in a Russian oil company um, and then purchased Warner Music. So Len Blavatnik has a net worth of $36 billion and he's 64 years old. Has anyone seen him recently? I don't know. Another potential is Steven Schwartzman, who is 74. Mm-hmm. Um, he only has a philanthropy score of two. Wow, Forbes is so shady. They give everyone a philanthropy score. Um, and he is the son of a dry goods store owner. Um, and he founded a private equity. Oh, he's the founder of Blackstone. Wow, that would be crazy because the market is already, you know, dark economic times ahead. Yeah, so Forbes has a list of billionaires like who died in 2022, but it would have meant that they missed someone. 
Well, these two people are still currently on the list. And by the way, they are the only two people because the list then goes to Michael Dell, who has $50 billion, which is too much according to to this. So I'm going with Len Blavatnik. It could be someone with less and who just like didn't take advantage of all tax no, laws. Um, Jackie, billionaires like literally don't do that. There's not a single billionaire who does. Wow. So, I mean, because this Daily Mail article doesn't, you know, speculate on who might have died. Like they're not Why as not? crazy as Turdy. Oh, is that crazy? No, no. But I think now we need to get the paparazzi like to I need a wellness out. check on Lee Blavatnik and Steven Schwartzman. Yeah, so the huge transfer of money was first spotted by John Rico, who's an economist at Wharton, who believed it must have been an error. Because I guess, like, the Treasury Department, like, just has it listed, like, what the money that the, that's coming I in. I mean, that's how you that know the sense. government has too much money. Like, they didn't even realize they got $7 billion. No, the government knew, but, it, like, oh. the government knew. But we oh, so the government know. knows who it's from. Yeah, but that's private. Government hiding secrets. A Treasury Department spokesperson confirmed it did not make a reporting mistake, and an IRS spokesman said that it was unlikely the result of a backlog, which would mean that it was someone who passed away in 2022 and wasn't widely reported because a billionaire, one of the richest people in America dying, like would typically be news. Uh, I don't know. Like, Lee Blavatnik and Steven Schwartzman like, aren't super famous. <laughs> no, but like, Forbes, there are people who care about these things. Yeah. Sorry that they're not, you know, the Kardashians, but right. they care. They're I somewhat, mean, Claudia, they're the Kardashians to someone. It's so true. And you know what? They both had amazing careers and I, they both should rest in peace. <laughs> if it's one of them, though, it might not be. Yeah. That's interesting. Spooky, ooky, ooky. Spooky, ooky, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows if it's like, you know, a company that's just like it would be bad for their stock for them to right. have lost their CEO or just like a deeply private person and nobody noticed. Yeah. Or like just a really not famous billionaire. Yeah. But even still, like when a billionaire is typically like on the board of something. So then like yeah. the board member, there's always, you know, a thing that goes out. Yeah. There are really no untethered billionaires. No. Because then they wouldn't be billionaires. So it seems a little bit like it's, they're keeping on the DL. Yeah. Just something to think about. Interesting. Can't wait to see what they do with the $7 billion. Probably a whole lot of fucking nothing. Totally. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap? Yes. Sheena Shea is seen leaving court as Obsessed. absent Raquel Levis drops restraining order. Vanderpump Rules star Sheena Shea was photographed leaving an L.A. courthouse on Wednesday morning following Raquel's request to drop her restraining order against her. Shea appeared straight-faced as she walked alongside her legal team while holding onto a black umbrella with her right hand and waving with her left arm. The Good as Gold singer kept her look courthouse chic in a black crew neck uh, with a burnt orange Blazer and matching trousers. This was truly a sleigh for Miss Sheena Shea. It was. TMZ caught her walking out. She gave a statement as she was walking the umbrella, the trench coat, the sunglasses. Like, she really looked so chic. It looked like Jackie Kennedy Onassis. Like, it was so stunning. And she gave a really, she was very well-spoken. She was like, this was such an abuse of the court system. There are so many people who actually need these services. There are so many people who are actual victims of violence and who need this kind of attention this was such a waste of everyone's time it was just like it was a, it was a fucking sleigh yeah so we had said last week like Raquel filing the restraining, the restraining order was oh definitely a power I'm not allowed to flood my words that's okay sorry sorry a2 Claudie a2 Claudie Raquel filing the restraining order mm -hmm. was a power move by her because it kind of shut Sheena out of the reunion. It was a way to get back at her for whatever transpired between them. But chess move, Sheena's coming out on top today because she's looking good. She's slamming Raquel in her abuse of the justice system, which is just way harsh, Ty. And, and that's really like something... Yeah, no, facts. Yeah, sure. And TMZ asked, like, do you think you guys could ever get past this? Like, get back to where you were? Sheena said, never. Literally never. The only critique, if I may, uh, is the phone chain I thing knew, around her wrist. I knew, by the way, I completely agree. Like, get a purse, please. Yeah, like the phone charm that, like, is like a bracelet, wristlet. No. No, no. Like, you're not at the mall with your friends. Like, please. Yeah. You ruin the look a little bit. But still, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, gonna, I'm still giving her a 10 out of 10 just because it was like so unexpected. 10s across the board. Yeah. But get a purse. 
Um, and so last night's episode of Vanderpump Rules was like kind of uneventful. Um, we had her, even though there was like a few things that I found really interesting. That conversation between Brock, Lala, and Sheena where they were just sitting and crying. Like I was so like moved by that. And I totally see Brock in a brand new light. Like the way he, I didn't even, and, and I know that him, her and Sheena are really close. But the way that like he's kind of stepped up and like been there for Lala. Like I didn't even think about how she doesn't have a partner and she is doing this all on her own. I was like, like really moved by that. No, I know. And I've seen a lot on social media of all of them always hanging out um, and with the kids and everything. Like, so knowing that they get together, but now knowing like how deep that runs and how serious it is, like that they've even talked about all living together, which is pretty unconventional, but you know, do what you got to do. I thought it was really nice. And also like we were introduced to Brock and all, you know, from the jump, he was on the back foot because he has this domestic violence thing. He hasn't mm-hmm. seen his kids in four years. Like, it doesn't look good for Brock. But now knowing all of that has been squared away and, like, that cloud has lifted from him, I'm looking at Brock and I'm like, what a catch, Sheena. I, and, by the way, at the reunion, he cut off his ponytail. He has, like, a buzz cut now and he looks, like, really hot. The, the ponytail never even bothered me. He's it always didn't been, bother me either. He's always been really good looking, but it's, like, all this stuff that, all this baggage, like, it was like, oh, hey, Sheena. But now I'm like, look at Sheena. Great husband. Great father. Yep. Go Sheena. And to see Lala acknowledge how like, you know, she had all these preconceived notions of Brock and now she's going through her own legal battle and she knows it's not just like what it says on the paper. Like it's so much deeper than that. To see her like actually be remorseful and like introspective and sorry and like actually like to the point where she cried, that made me have a lot of respect for her because it feels like in past episodes like and recently in general, like she's just incapable of like seeing herself sometimes mm-hmm. so I I thought that was a very good moment for Lala no I actually do think when once Lala understands that she was wrong about something like she is extremely humble even in like her relationship with Katie like all those years all the terrible things that her and James used to say like but I guess the difference here being that like those times were when she was drinking and like so she just can group everything together while she was drinking as like I'm sorry for all of it. And yeah. this was something that was like, she was completely sober and, and maybe she felt like a little misguided in her attempts to get Brock to answer for his sins. Um, but I, I did know. think the whole thing was really nice. And also like when you come on a reality show, like someone's going to bring it up. Skeletons, yeah. And I'm sure Lala's just like, I just wish it wasn't me. Yeah, right. Like she has to live with that now. Yeah, but it all turned out okay. As Brock said, the mother and him are great and him and Sheena are married and I'm happy for Sheena. And me even too. though like I have issues with Sheena, she didn't bother me in this episode at all. Not at all. And you know what? She There was like a few moments where I feel like she could have said something. Like when Tom was like, by the way, I'm going to go to dinner with Katie tonight instead of the welcome dinner for Sheena's wedding. Like, bitch, no, it's my fucking wedding. No, she was like, no, tonight's tonight. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, go. And Christina Kelly showing up to her welcome dinner, uh, I would have literally lost my shit. Is she Christina was like weirdly, Kelly not embarrassed? I know. It's she, like embarrassing. It would have been less embarrassing for her to have room service delivered to her hotel room. We wouldn't have even like thought, where's Christina Kelly? Than for her to go uninvited to Sheena's welcome dinner when all these years, you know, Sheena's been so beneath her. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Like it was... It was a really bad look for Christina Kelly and for Lala. Like why are you bringing her? Yeah, it's weird how close Sheena is, Lala is with Katie and Sheena. She's deeply close with both of them and it's just inherently conflicting. No, and like literally them checking into the hotel and like the whole wedding being in the lobby and like Katie's, it's a it's such a, this whole trip is such a bad look for Katie. I don't know what she's doing. Agreed. And knowing that like she is winding up on the balcony spying on Sheena's wedding, talking shit, like it's such a bad look. It's, it's real mean girl energy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like now we're at a point where Raquel and Tom are probably starting their affair. And to be honest, I see no clues. Like, I don't see them. Like, I don't No, there was nothing in last night's episode. They were barely in the same conversation or same room. She's going a little bit harder with Tom Schwartz. You really think, do you think that when she made out with Tom Schwartz, she had even made out with Sandoval yet? It's August, 2022. Is that when Sheena got married? Yes, I believe so. But but do look at the date because then Jax had cited Labor Day party as somewhere Tom and Raquel were together. Sandoval it's, and Raquel. It's the end of August right now. It's August 23rd. That's Sheena's feel- wedding? Yeah. Okay, now Google Labor Day 2022. September 5th. So okay. 10 days. Okay, I, 
I still think I feel like you don't start your affair and go to a party. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have an affair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like you start getting inappropriately close. You go go to a party together when like you shouldn't. Yeah. And then you start then you jump into the bed. Like it's not you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it was maybe more gradual. I have no idea because I'm not someone who could do something like this. So I really can't conceive of how it's right. done. Also, uh, explain to me why Lisa, is Lisa Vanderpump involved in something about her? No, not uh, in an official capacity. So why would she know that they got the space before they know? Because they're using Lisa's broker. So? Yeah, I know. Like, that doesn't mean, like, Lisa has to be on every call. Like, you give a broker And then explain the to time. me why Lisa thought the best way to share good news would be, you know, sometimes in business things don't work out and you have to just really prepare yourself for that. So, so glad it's not one of those times. You got it. Because even though she's having her redemptive moments, uh, she's still Lisa and yeah. she likes to, I don't know, make people suffer. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird that she was on that call, period, and that she knew the information before. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there like, you know, real estate client investor confidentiality? Yeah, I think it's probably just really for the a, a storyline. Like if Lisa's involved in something about her, it's one more thing for Lisa to be involved in as the cast moves out of working in the restaurants. Right, right. She's got to stay involved. In she has to capacity. stay as an advisor to them and to the Schwartz and Sandys and Ugh. everything. I, I can't hear that word one more time. I know. It's really bad. It's moronic. They just have this space that they keep spending money, money on. Even like the fact that they said that they bought all the liquor for Brock and Sheena's after party. It's like, why? That was like when Tom Sandoval paid for James's engagement. Like, like why stop. I, I have no idea. And like, I so don't care about Greg. I don't care about this restaurant. It is ugly. I don't care about what's going on the menu. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I... And I I just, I mean, I would care if like there was something happening, but like to watch like knowing a thousand dollars a day are being spent, like that's painful. Yeah. Why was it so awkward when Greg's wife showed up um, with, with the that niece. girl? With the niece. Yeah. Why was it so awkward? Because she's just know. like a young hot thing. I don't know. But like you, you felt gotta, that too. You got to look out for that niece. But <laughs> I would say. Gretchen. Gretchen. I would say the most butt clenching moment mm. of the episode Oh, good as gold. Good as gold. The yes. like the mob coming the, out to good as gold. And it gold. wasn't even like a big mob, so it was like weird. Nobody knows the song besides good as gold, except Ariana's real friend because she actually like knew the melody. They like um, attacked her with that. It was hard to watch. Why didn't they just play the song on a speaker? I don't know. Or like it was really hard to watch. No, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about that. I'm so glad you brought it up. Thank you so much. No, I'm, I'm grateful the fuck to the, was that. I'm grateful to this article because they called her the Goodest Gold Singer, and I actually reminded I you. might have already repressed it from my memory if they didn't remind me. And they were all kind of like bending their knees and like squatting. No, over. no, they like it was like a mob. It was like Gaston, like and his mob, like attacking her with this song. It was like it was hurtful. It felt like they weaponized the song. The song they needed pitchforks. What? What is that? Like that? And did they plan to like shuffle up? <laughs> to shuffle yeah, up no, to her? And they were all bending their knees like, like a football player. Like, mm, like mm, blue mm. 42. Yeah. It was so fucking weird. And like... It was a lot. Like, it was just a lot. <laughs> it was so weird. I couldn't believe that, like, everybody participated in that. Like, I kind of want to watch it back and, like, watch each person. You have to watch every frame. Yeah. To see each person to be, to be like, are, are they feeling how I feel? I watched both Ariana and Raquel. And Ariana, I will say, out of all of them, like, she gave it her all. It was clearly her idea. Um, and Raquel, like, was so lost. It was just... I was looking for Lala because I was like... She how... would never participate in... No, she was in there, but she was, like, too in the mix of people. Too far into the mob for me to yeah. see her. That's probably for the best for her. It was humiliating. <laughs> it was... No. Just... How about a good old-fashioned surprise? Surprise! Yeah. 
Whatever happened to hello? How are you? And like, you also are trying to show her that this is a surprise party. Like if I saw, if I was confronted with this song, like I would think it was an intervention. I would think it was a flash mob. (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't know what I would think, honestly. Like I would think I need some new friends. Well, it was a boring episode, but a great recap. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And at least, you know, it's boring except for that. As we predicted, this was a great episode of The Toast. As predicted. That's our show. It is our last show of the week. Tomorrow there will be a Patreon podcast and video episode released with Ben and I. So if you are looking for an episode tomorrow, make sure you're a Patreon member because we take care of everything over there at Patreon. We love you guys dearly. Thanks for a great week. We're back next week. And we hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast life stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So for watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Super Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places you might be listening to podcasts. Find us at Toast, leave a five star review about our beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>